Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. And Adam Schefter tweet just came out, and now when he tweets something, there's a graphic with it. And it's big red lettering and craziness, and usually it says breaking news. Breaking news from Adam Schefter. But this one, it's a different font and it's a dip by the way my font changed on twitter too by the way oh, i yeah, told you guys i'm telling you elon's yeah. messing with the font yeah messing with the font yeah. but uh so adam schefter it says developing news from developing adam. news okay developing news from adam schefter here it is sources the bears have already been approached by multiple teams about trading the draft's number one overall pick and chicago is said to be quote leaning toward Moving the pick, so the number one pick now looks like it's for sale. Yeah, which means the Colts want it. Okay. And hopefully multiple teams are looking at it, so maybe uh, Chicago can get a haul out of this and Ryan Poles can build around Justin Fields. Yeah, which is, this is the reason why you want the number one overall pick every single time. Because of a situation like this. And I know that it doesn't always pan out. And sometimes the the fourth player picks the best player in the draft. Sometimes it's a guy in the second round. But when you have the first overall pick, you can leverage that. And that's exactly what the Bears are going to do. And I think that that's what they should do. Now, I don't don't think Bryce Young is the guy that's going to set the world on fire. I, I think that he's someone who's got a lot of potential. But he's not, as we've talked about many times, Caleb Williams doesn't feel like that. And Justin Fields showed a lot uh, to us last year in the middle of the season. So this, this to me is a, if they end up doing this, this to me is a very, very smart move and a shrewd move for the Chicago Bears Bears in their, in their attempt to rebuild quickly. Because they've got some major, major issues. Well, you know, what starts tomorrow is the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And that goes until March 6th. And then on March 7th, that is the last day that teams can designate a franchise or transition player, which will be interesting to see what the Giants are going to do with Daniel Jones. I, You know, this whole report about a $45 million, you know, ask and all that other stuff, the Giants will just end up, you know, tagging him and see if they can come to some sort of contract uh, agreement extension. If not, then he's going to end up having to play for the, uh, the franchise tag. That's right. It should be about $32 million. And then... You know, we go from there, you know, all the uh, starting, I guess, March 7th through the 19th of April, all draft eligible players are now allowed to visit teams for further exams. Non-local players, I should say. So, like, if you're a Rutgers player, you can go to the Jets and the Giants, and that doesn't count against your allotment of 30 players that you can ask to fly in for further exams and meetings and things of that nature, but you can't do anything with them on the field. And then that, that uh, free agency tampering period starts uh, March 13th. Which is essentially which is essentially when free agency starts. We've learned that now for the last couple of years. Even though they're not official, that's when free agency starts. That's when we learn about the deals. Right, and then on March 15th, that's when the new NFL league year starts. So that's when the 2023-2024 league starts on March 15th, and that's when those contracts can be signed. And there's all sorts of, you know, financial things that go on behind the scenes that, you know, fans aren't really privy to that, you know, where teams have got to put money aside to be able to sign people in free agency and guaranteed money. There has to be escrow money there. Uh, and it's going to be interesting because, you know, waiting for these quarterbacks to sign their extensions, the Justin Herberts of the world and the Joe Burrows of the world, it's going to reset the market. 
And I don't know if, uh, you know, not, there's not much news right now of Derek Carr. He still has, he's had his two visits to the Saints and to the Jets. It's going to happen this week, no? Well, I mean, nobody else is really, uh, he hasn't visited anybody else that I know of. And supposedly the ask for him is about $35 million a year, which I believe the Jets are hoping that Aaron Rodgers, you know, goes to the Packers and says, I'd like to be traded to the Jets. Compensation would be minimal, but maybe tied to some of the success that he has here if he does come here. But then he has got to realize that if he wants to win here and he wants Woody Johnson to spend money in free agency, he's going to have to bring his number down significantly from the $59 million that he's supposedly guaranteed if he goes back to Green Bay, where he would have to readjust that number, too, because Green Bay can't handle that number, to somewhere around that $35 million a year number so they can spend money and support him via free agency. Now, a general manager needs to think of all possibilities, right? Yeah, 100%. Has to conversate yes. all possibilities. Yes. All right, so if you're Joe Shane and you're in this dance with Daniel Jones. You're tagging him. Hold on. I'm talking about all possibilities. Okay. Right? All possibilities. And you're in this dance with Daniel Jones. Now you know maybe officially that the number one pick is for sale. Does part of you think, eh, We'll let him walk. We'll put together a package for the Chicago Bears. We're going to move up, and we're going to draft our next quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah, I don't see the Giants doing that. I know, but do you think they're even talking about it? I think you have to take in every possible situation and and always try to investigate it because you're doing your due diligence is what you're supposed to be doing as a GM. Um, I think there's so many moving parts in the NFL right now. It's really... I mean, a team has got to identify what they believe are their most important issues, situations. Joe Shane did that last year when he got here and he was trying to get out from underneath all these contracts that he had to deal with. And now he's got to deal with more contracts. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, the easiest thing for them to do and to know what number they're dealing with is to tag Daniel Jones at $32.9 million. That's it. We're paying. That's what we're paying you. You know, either you like it or you don't. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll be happy that he's getting paid that much for one year. But, of course, it's all about the uh, security and the years and the guarantees. I I mean, so, again, Baltimore could do the same thing to Lamar Jackson, but a completely different set of circumstances. Is Lamar Jackson going to be happy with that number, given the fact that he has become the face of that franchise and he had won an MVP, even though the last two years ended an injury and there's thought down there that he quit on the team. Man, I tell you, this has to be the week that we hear something from one of those guys. Something from Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers would probably come out finally and say, something. Hey, Green Bay, let's get something done here. Let's get moving. Holy and, hell. You know, you would imagine that you would want to get that done unless he's still trying to figure out whether or not he wants to stay in Green Bay. And and none of that stuff, like the timeline for those guys doesn't matter. Like the, the dates that you were talking about for Aaron Rodgers and for Derek Carr don't matter. They can be moved. He, well, Aaron Rodgers can be moved at any point. And Derek Carr could sign at any point because it had a jump start on free agency because he was released. And you know what would help the the acquiring team, let's say it is the Jets, it it would help the Jets understand their financial commitment moving forward, how much money is guaranteed, how many years they do expect from the player, and therefore they can react accordingly in free agency and in the draft, uh, depending on what the compensation is for Aaron Rodgers or what the long-term contract is for Derek Carr. That's right. I mean, because 
if they don't have an answer and you know and free agency opens now it becomes like you know a game of uh you know just like who's got the last seat and who's getting the, the quarterback that they want i'm sure that they're i would imagine in joe douglas's office He's got a list of quarterbacks on his whiteboard that he's looking at every single day saying, if we can't get this guy, then we got to get this guy. If we can't get that guy, then we got to get this guy. And I would imagine that's the way that it looks. But it, it's, you know, you're just waiting on somebody to make a decision. And that one person that they're waiting on, I believe, is Aaron Rodgers to, come on, let's go. What are yep. you going to say? And I would think this week he'll be on McAfee. I don't know if he'll announce something on McAfee, but maybe he'll announce he has better clarity of what he wants to do. Yeah, imagine if he just popped on there and went, yeah, so I've decided I want to go to the Jets. So let's make this happen. That would be one of the unbelievable moments in Jets history if that happened on the Pat McAfee show. It'd be one of the most unbelievable moments on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, that's right, that too. All right, let's get a couple calls in, 877-337-6666. Uh, Matt's in Maya Pack. What's going on, Matt? Good morning. Boomer and Gio, what is up? What's happening, Matt? What's going on? Um, so I got a quick question. I want to get your take on the uh, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy on Mondays. Yeah. Do you think that it'll pull in more viewers than the Live Golf just because of Tiger Woods and, you know, the Saudis are running the, uh, the Live Golf? Yeah, you know, I, I actually do. I think there's going to be a lot of interest in that Monday night golf. Now, for people who don't understand, this is not going to start until 2024. And it is Rory and it is Tiger. It's John Rahm and who else joined him? Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas. So those four guys are going to be playing golf, believe it or not, in simulators. And there's going to be a live audience there. It's going to be a basically a two-hour Monday night golf within a simulator. And uh, this, I guess these simulators are going to be state-of-the-art, of course. They're going to be big. Everybody's going to be able to see. It's going to be TV-friendly. And, uh, and they're going to play real golf, 18 holes within a simulator, the four of them. Yeah, I, I think that it's interesting. I will definitely check it out. But to answer the caller's question, yes, I think there'll be more people that will be watching that because it's Tiger Woods than anybody that will be watching Live Golf. There's just no way. There's, there's, I, I'm telling you right now, you couldn't, if you asked 100 sports fans what channel Live Golf was on this past weekend, nobody would be able to tell you. Maybe two or three people. Nobody. They, they wouldn't even know it was on TV. Because it wasn't broadcast last year on TV. It was just streamed. So I, I would be I'd How about be this? Oh, here's the uh, .2 overnight rating for Live Golf in the 26 metered markets that carried it on the CW network. Horrendous. It was a horrendous. Yeah, it was like America's Funniest Pets beat it out or something like that. Just I, I read an article where it was just like, they, they, it was as bad as it gets. Horrendous. One of my buddies sent me a thing. He goes, man, I just finished my taxes, and I found out that I still owe Ukraine $15,387. That's <laughs> unbelievable. And by the way, you see what Jordan Poyer said, the free agent safety from the Buffalo Bills. What did he have to say? He goes, I just want to go to a team where a state doesn't take 50% of my, my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. They don't take fifty percent of your money in New York, but it's close. They take when you the, add when you add it all up, bro. Well, when you add it all up, yeah, but he said, up, yeah. "Yes, right." <laughs> of course, at that point, it's it's very between very your close. federal taxes and your state taxes. I know. I trust the morons me. that are spending the money. I understand. Man. Yeah, he also wants to go to a place where he can cook with gas. All right. Well, let's take a break before this gets even more political. <laughs> 
G on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Looks beautiful out there right now, but apparently this uh, wintry mix is coming. I don't know. Is I true? One forecast says that it's going to be three inches of snow in the city. The other one says that it's going to be raining the entire time. So, of course, what is we this? have Today? no idea. No, Tomorrow. Uh, in, yeah, while we're driving in. Yes. Well, I don't know. if it's, Is it going to hit Jersey or is it going to be more north like it's going to hit Long Island? I. Long, Long Island. Long yeah, I don't know. Uh, call up, uh, what's his name? Sam Champion. He knows. Sam Champion? Yeah, I have no idea. You're usually the guy who knows everything. Remember, you you had that weird uh, freak weather guy that you had a contact with, and he told you that... Joe Bastardi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he told you something was going to happen. Hurricane. hurricane, yeah. He told me... He said it was all over the weather stuff. bubbling up, and I was like amazed that he actually knew what the hell was happening. Next thing you know, bam, hurricane. I just figured you'd be on it, man. That's it was the hurricane that hit Florida at that time. I see a coating. Coating. Coating to an inch. In Jersey. All right. But you know what that means. There's going to be all the salt trucks out. Be, <laughs> oh, they got a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Where does that all that money that is set aside for the snow cleanup when you have a winter like this, where does that money come? Someone's pockets. <laughs> Seriously. Those are the questions Jordan Poyer had. But uh, does it roll over until the next year's budget? Is somebody just taking that money and going on a vacation somewhere? Is Kathy Hochul buying a yacht? Perhaps the less they spend, the more of a bonus they get. Hmm. <laughs> sort of like Chernoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was told back in the day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes. But anyway, so uh, but I, I was thinking about that yesterday. Yeah. Where does all that money go, Boomer? Huh? Good luck. Good luck trying to figure that out. Pensions. Pensions is where it goes. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Jerry is here with his update. What's happening, Jerry? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com just because we were discussing it. I'll start with the Poyer stuff because he does make that reference about the taxes. And I know you don't want to get political, but a couple of things. This was his own podcast yesterday. And here is where he makes the tax reference first. You know, a lot of people ask me, oh, if it wasn't, wasn't Buffalo, you know, where would you go? You know, I kind of ponder the question every once in a while. I'd love to go to a state that doesn't take half of my money. But notice also, yes, but also notice where how he starts that. People are asking me, if not, I know he's a free agent, but if not Buffalo, where? It's not like the headlines made it read like, I want to go place somewhere where, you know, they don't take half my half my taxes and it's warm. That's not quite what he was saying. Here he was continuing. I'd love to go to a place where they don't take half of my money. It's just crazy. You know, it's crazy to me that how taxes work. Um, and, you know, some people will say, oh, you know, you're already making X amount of money. Where the taxes even, you know, taxes play a big part in, you know, all of our lives. And here he is having the question mm -hmm. that you just had, essentially. You know, some places you go take half of your check away. And you're wondering, you know, where is that money even going? What are they doing with, with that money? <laughs> yes. How about that? Oh, man, he's barking right up my tree, man. I'm yes. telling you. But telling you guys this for years and yes, years and years, and years and years and years that it does play a big a big part in some of these guys' decisions because they can end up, you know, buying a condo down in Florida with the amount of money, you know, <laughs> that they would have to give to, say, New York State or California in, in their state taxes. Well, you got to build that studio in uh, Arizona like you've been talking about, right? But, yeah, but, you know, the point being <laughs> is that it is a real thing, especially now with the money as big as it is. Yeah. Think about how big a lot of these contracts are becoming now. A guy like LeBron James, it doesn't really matter because he makes so much money in so many other areas. You know, he's more than happy to pay the taxes, and uh, I'm sure that he has a lot of tax 
shelters that he's involved in. But uh, at the end of the day, he loves being in L.A. and he loves having his uh, production company and all the other things that come off of him being a Laker. I'm sure more than cover most of the taxes that he's paying. So Eddie's got a lot of useless knowledge in that head for cock the football, Super Bowls, all of these things. Now, uh, CBS Sports Network put up this graphic, so don't look at the monitor. But could you name all the, the states that have that are no income tax states, the nicknames of those states, the nicknames of those states? Because they put it up with the nicknames. And I was fascinated by some because I'd never heard of them. Are you good at state nicknames? Some, but not, not all. All right. Well, I think we can we can test it with this. Can you put that graphic back up, please, Stephen? I think that Eddie's going to do better than he thinks here. Better well, than a couple are easy. Let me let me change the channel on the. All right, yeah, because you're gonna what you're tempted no to cheating to well, cheat I, here. I, I have to look around and then just in case. Okay, all right, very good. All right, let's see let's see that graphic, Stephen, please. About the all right, here we go. All right, Alaska. This one I didn't know. The last frontier. Wow, nailed it! Unbelievable. That one I thought was one of the hardest ones. Pretty good. Florida. Sunshine State. All right, two for two. Nevada. I didn't know this one. No idea. Okay, the Silver State. Uh, yeah, Silver S- Ore, right? South Dakota. Do not know what's in South Dakota. That's very famous. Uh, Mount Rushmore. It's the Mount Rushmore State. All right, Tennessee. Come on, volunteers. There you go. Yes, Texas. The Lone Stars. Yes. Washington. Uh, Washington State. Damn it. This is still pretty good. Yes, I agree. This yeah. is very the good. last frontier was tremendous. Yeah. The last frontier. <laughs> mm. Washington would be the evergreen. I would not have gone. There. And then Wyoming. Good luck with this one. Yeah. It's the equality state. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Right. I've he never has, heard of that. Neither has its residents. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they have. They want everybody to live free and and prosper. Yeah. Uh, All right. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad, Eddie. Good job. Final one from Poyer. Once again, he starts it uh, an interesting way in terms of climate and playing somewhere else. If it was in Buffalo, it would be nice to be warm. Uh, it would be nice to, to see the sun maybe uh, every every week or so. Uh, every every other week at least. Now the other part Sounds of this like he's was he's trying to get to Miami. Okay. At different parts of the podcast, he was gushing about Tua. So a lot of people have retweeted that and said, well, "Looks like someone wants to be in Miami." Oh man! So who knows? We shall see. Uh, spring training baseball. A lot of conversation about the rules. Also, since we had some games on the air this weekend, we get to hear one of the new announcers from the Mets. Want to hear from Keith Rad? Yes, I'm excited to hear these guys. Nice home run call, and the Met went over the Nationals. 1-1, Ronnie delivers a big blow deep to right field. Out to the berm. It is gone. Young prospect Ronnie Mauricio touches them all on a Sunday afternoon here at Clover Park. And he puts the Mets up 4-2 with a monstrous blast. There you go. So Keith Rad, one of our new Met announcers, part of a 6-3 win for the Mets. Uh, Max Scherzer, a couple of innings. How'd your first outing go? Good, just to be able to get back out there and compete against somebody not wearing a Mets jersey and be in a game situation. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been throwing since December, and, and now he's throwing against uh, different players, which is a good thing. Mets play the Cardinals coming up later this afternoon. Then, uh, of course, you've got the Yankees. They played two games yesterday as they split the squads. Yankees beat the Braves seven nothing, and the Blue Jays nine to five. But the conversation here. 
clearly as it is around the league, is about the pitch clock and the new rules. Aaron Boone has a take like you had, essentially. Let's relax and let's see how it goes through spring training and we'll probably be just fine when all is said and done. It's an adjustment on some level for everyone. I think some guys will adjust almost immediately. Some guys it will take a little bit more time, but I think having five weeks plus of games down here should get us up to speed. And I think you're going to look up in the middle of the year and you're going to see games routinely being in that two and a half hour That'd range. That'd be great. How about that? That would be great. I mean, Build some idle time. And I think less manager uh, interviews would be also be great. <laughs> For wow. sure. I don't think that's changing anytime soon. Uh, and then I played last the Braves call of this wacky ending between them and the Red Sox because of the clock and the batter in the batter's box not looking at the pitcher in enough time. Here's how it sounded on Red Sox radio. It's an adjustment for the, announcer, the announcers as well. Three balls, two strikes, two out, three on, six, six in the ninth. And he... Did he go to his mouth or he took to Oh, he didn't get out. He got out of the box and the game is over. Oh, my goodness. He wasn't ready to hit by the pitch clock and he's called out. Oh, my. And we think the game is over. The ninth inning's over anyway and it's tied at six. Wow. Um, that was it. That it was, was Red Sox Radio. wanted to go home. He had dinner, he had dinner reservations. So let's get out of here, guys. Maybe. You might be right. Who knows? They're human. They had things to do. Uh, and the human. Padres and Manny Machado finalizing an 11-year extension worth $350 million. Where the hell are the Padres? Padres getting all this money. Their owner's rich. Has to be, right? I don't, I don't even know who owns that team. Who owns that A team? A rich man. Or woman. Don't know. Uh, Hawks-Nets yesterday, 3 o'clock start in Atlanta. The game ending on the final possession. Last hour, we heard Chris Carino. This hour, we hear Hawks radio. So it's in Trey's hands right now. Four seconds to go. Trey, tricky dribbles, drives, fakes, fires at the buzzer. It hits, and the Hawks win! The Hawks win! The Atlanta Hawks have won! Trey Young gets the basket from the foul line, and the Hawks win! 129 to 127. <laughs> and that was a great shot, suck. by the way. <laughs> yes, that was it a was. great shot because he, he, he had to negotiate two different Nets players yep. and then had to kind of modify his shot to get it up. And he got it up and wow. put it in. That's four out of five you guys have lost now. The yeah, Knicks are right on your heels, right? I heard you when you said that the last Knicks time. Knicks have yep. won five in a row. 129, 127 was the final. Josh Hart has finished fit in 34. Uh, Cam Johnson, 27 in the loss. Here he was on the game winner by Young. When he let it go, it looked good, but it was a you know good defense by Mikhail. Um, and Spence almost got a piece of it, and it made him double bump. And on a shot like that, I mean, you know, it's, it's good defense, but our offense got to give the guy credit. Absolutely. Uh, Mikhail Bridges had 24, as he referenced. Hey, by the way, how many guys named Cam are on the net now? Cam Johnson, two. Cam Thomas. Cam okay. Thomas, by the way, had 22 points off the I don't understand the reluctance to start him. Kind of weird. They keep saying his best role is when he comes off the bench, except when he was starting, he was putting up 40, 40 a game. Yeah. It yeah. does. I don't. Like there's got to be something else there. I don't you like Jacques Vaughn as a coach, right? Yeah, no, I do. For well, sure. You got to go with his decision if you like him. Right. Coach. And when he decided to start him, he was putting up 40 a game. Well, he had no choice but to start him, though. Well, whatever. It was, that was the interim well. period between I getting understand. rid of, like, you know, the superstars and the $500 billion worth of contracts. By the way, and one of those these uh, defensive stalwarts. One of those superstars is in Dallas now. His name is Kyrie Irving. The Mavericks were up 27 points at home to the Lakers yesterday and lost. And so the Dallas media was asking Jason Kidd, like, what happened? Like, what's up? Kidd's response was essentially, don't look at me. I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. And as us, as a team, we gotta mature. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back and we gotta, we have to grow up if we want to win a championship. We gotta grow up. I mean, we that's gotta grow an up. interesting take. 
I'm watching just like you. You're the coach. <laughs> man, how long is Kyrie? I didn't, I didn't miss those shots. Man, Kyrie's already ruining that team. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah. Oh, uh, funny. And Damian Lillard, how about 71 points? And the Blazers went over the Rockets, 22 of 38 from the floor, hit 13 threes, a perfect 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Here he was on Root Sports after the game. I was focused. I came out, you know, I got, I saw it go in a few times, and I just stayed aggressive. You know, I didn't ease up. I didn't, you know, try to back off or anything. Uh, they're a competitive team. You know, they play hard. They play with a lot of energy. and they. Play- but they're not very good, but still, you get his point. 71 points, not too shabby as the Blazers come out with that win. Also of note, another triple-double for Nikola Jokic. 40 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists. Nuggets over the Clippers in overtime, 134-124. And the Bucks won their 14th straight. They beat the Suns 104-101. Knicks and Celtics coming up later tonight. Rutgers came back from 19 down in the second half, beat Penn State last night, 59-56. Maryland won over number 21 Northwestern, 75-59. Your Terps went 10-0 at home in Big Ten play this year. Pretty nice. damn impressive. Absolutely. Uh, Rangers-Kings last night or yesterday or some point. Five Rangers, uh, there you go, 5 p.m. start. The Rangers come up with the win. And 5-2 was the final. Sam Rosen on MSG. A couple of goals in the second period for Vincent Trocek. Uh, here was Gerard Gallant. You also had Ke'Andre Miller ejected for spitting at, around, near Drew Doughty. Uh, Gallant was asked what he saw. I didn't see nothing, honestly. I mean, obviously it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Uh, the kids feels bad about it, and he said it was an accident, so that's all. But I, I didn't see nothing. I couldn't see nothing. So, I whatever. We saw the video. This video was... Um, Pretty clear, actually. Uh, don't again. I'm with you, Boomer. His eyes were not looking at him. It doesn't look like it, but it is what it is. We'll see if there is any further suspension for it after he was ejected last night. Igor so, Shosturkin, twenty six. So out of character for that young man to do something like that on purpose, and I'm sure he f- feels terrible about it. But you know, nonetheless, I mean, if you're the NHL, you're going to end up having to suspend him. Yeah, that's one of the most, and I, I, I'm not sure if he did it on purpose or not, but that's one of the most disrespectful things you could do to somebody ever. Like, that's just, like, as bad as it gets. Yeah. Now, Drew Doughty, uh, to his credit, and Keandre Miller did meet after the game, and they did speak about it, and Keandre obviously apologized for it, and Drew Doughty accepted the apology. So I don't know if that will have any effect on what Toronto does here, or Gary Bettman does, and the league does when it comes to, you know, suspension. For Keandre Miller, you know, he'll learn a valuable lesson for sure. As for the Islanders, a win for them over the Jets. Casey Sezikis driving wide. Sezikis taking a look. Pollock was an opportunity, but now it's Romanov. He winds and shoots. He scores! Alex Romanov! And he blasts it through David Riddick. And that was Brendan Burke on MSG. A 4 nothing win for the Isles. Bo Horvat with a shorthanded goal. Brock Nelson scores his 27th. So all good for the Isles yesterday. 30, uh, 23 saves, not 32. 23 saves for Semyon Varlamov in it next. Now the big question the is, is whether or not Patrick Kane is going to be... Uh, part of the New York Rangers well, Wednesday's game against Philadelphia. Right. So all indications are that it's going to happen. So, But it hasn't happened yet. It has not happened yet. They ended up getting rid of that Vitaly Kratzoff, thank God. Um, and they opened up some cap space. And I think it really has to do with more timing and whether or not there's... Uh, 
somebody going to take some contract back? I mean, it's it's really, I mean, the minutiae in, in this is ridiculous. Not easy. And the Devils, uh, speaking of not easy, this trade was uh, quite complicated. But the Devils do acquire Timo Meyer from the Sharks. It's a great pickup 31 goals on the season. A lot of moving parts and pieces in this trade that, as well. That move for them is kind of like what the Bo Hor- Horvat move was for the Islanders. Now, I, I don't know why the, uh, the Devils, I would think they would try to extend them and keep them here. But, you know. They haven't yet. But they, but listen, the entire Eastern Conference is like loading up right now. It is going to be a gauntlet to get through this, uh, no matter which team has ended up standing. Uh, you know, heading into the the, uh, the the NHL Stanley Cup Finals against the Western Conference it is going to be it is going to be a war to get there. All right, I was asking before when there's no snow and you got all this money out there that is supposed to be for snow removal. Where does it go? And uh, Tom and Poughkeepsie is calling up about that. What's going on, Tom? Hi, how you doing? Uh, good, good, Tom. What's up? I know. Again, I'm not a highway guy, but I know a couple of them. So they pre-buy all that salt and sand in the opening of the season. So a lot of these municipalities, since they're not using it, are still on the hook to purchase all this salt and sand from the mines. And I know as far as, like, my town, there's still 200,000 tons that they still haven't used. So whatever falls from the sky tonight, don't be surprised that the roads are just coated because they're going to have to use it. And then as far as the labor costs, it's just saving to the municipality. Now, I do know a lot of the municipalities will salt be purchased by neighboring schools or uh, landscapers or et cetera. But that's as far as I know. They pre-bought, and now if they don't use it, next year their budget is going to be even slightly lower. Well, that's good. There you go. Why don't you just hold on to it and only use it when you need to use it? <laughs> yeah, they're good. <laughs> I'm just picturing the entire, if there's just a dusting or a coating, there's going to be like six inches of salt <laughs> that we're just driving on to get in. And then you got to use your freaking wipers and the washer fluid and you run out of the washer fluid. We've had a great winter. We haven't had to deal with this at all. I haven't had to deal with anything really in three years. Uh, bull crap. Last year we got a ton of snow. I remember there we was. Did? Oh, yeah. We, I got dumped on. I don't know about you guys, but I had, I mean, it was like 18 inches of snow. Really? Yeah, that was, it was horrible. I don't remember much snow in a while. That's interesting. That was 100%. We got killed. I had the, the guy next door with the snow blower was helping me out. It was it was nuts. And we, I had to make a pathway to my car. That oh, was like right. You my had freaking one hip. freaking week of snow. It was bad. It could be worse. You could be living in Wyoming. Well, or in Utah. Or, could, or Montana, the Equality State. Or Colorado. The Equality State, that's right. Yeah, it could be better. I could be living in Turks and Caicos, right? That's the I mean, sort of a <laughs> that would be better. flip side of that coin. Beautiful little city. Mm. Not, I shouldn't say city. Town. Right. An island or whatever. Yeah. Islands. Hi, Boone Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I told you on Friday I have an entire week by myself. Nobody in the house. Wife and two daughters and the naked sister-in-law went down to see my father-in-law who lives in South Florida. So they decided to go for a week and now I've got the uh, the house to myself for an entire week. So on Saturday, I decided I'm not going to do a damn thing. I'm not going to move. I think I had a total of 800 steps on my phone. That's, I did not move. I, I executed that perfectly. And I watched you a bunch of TV. You executed that perfectly? Yes, I did. I executed it perfectly. <laughs> do nothing all day long. Watch as much crap as you possibly can. 
And it was great. So I finished the full swing documentary. Then I went to the Murdoch murder documentary on Netflix, which was very, very interesting and very good. And then I had to find something else after that. Because those are the two things I wanted to watch. And I burned right through it because I, all I was doing was watching TV for hours and hours. So I'm like, ah, I'm looking at the movies. I'm like, I don't know. These movies look terrible. So I go back to Netflix and I stumble upon a Korean reality show that I am now hooked on. Okay. And it's called Physical 100. And this needs to come to the United States. So the producers of this show rounded up 100 of the fittest people in South Korea. And we're talking about gymnasts and bodybuilders and all the great athletes. And like a lot of them participate. Gold medal gymnast is there. And just all of them. And they're all in great shape. And you saw Squid Game, right? On yes, the, yeah. So this is like Squid Game wow. meets American Ninja Warrior. So they put him through all this stuff. They have him hanging on stanchions for as long as they can hang. And then they do like one-on-one fight to the death in an arena. So you put a ball in this arena. And it's like there's a, there's a lake and there's all this stuff. And it's like you put three minutes on the clock. And then they fight. And whoever's holding the ball at the end of the thing moves on. And they're wrestling each other and dunking their heads and beating the crap so out of each other. real, real fighting. Yes! And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And they've got guys that are running. Like, do you remember in Squid Game, they had the, the masks on people that were just like. Yeah. So they, that's what they have going on. Like, the people that are like the refs and stuff are like all in masks. And it's, it's crazy. So if they, I mean, if they brought this to this country, it, it would be a slam dunk. 100% slam dunk. If you got, you know, a bunch of retired athletes, maybe even active athletes or whatever, like it, it would be, it would be tremendous. But would, would it, wouldn't a, uh, like an MMA artist or a wrestler, like a real wrestler, not like a WWE wrestler. Yeah. I'm just talking about a real wrestler. Wouldn't they be like yes. most likely to win something like this? Absolutely. But they did the, the first thing was how long can you hang on this stanchion? And they, you know, those guys did not do well with that. So, so the gymnasts did well with that. You know, the, the the thinner people did well with that. So you would think some of those things, yeah, obviously the fight to the death, the wrestlers are going to have an advantage. Now, when you were watching this, yeah. did you feel like getting off the couch and doing anything? Or did you just sit there and lay and eat and drink? The whole- Hold on a second. First of all, I am in. I am locked in with the eating and drinking, completely locked in. I am down 31 pounds even. And I, I worked out. I'm working out three days a week. Saturday, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to do a damn thing. I got on the Peloton yesterday. It was great. It was just Saturday that I decided to be lazy. But no, I didn't decide to get up and fight somebody in a ring of death. No, I didn't decide to okay. do that. Um, but uh, but but yes, of course, I am locked in with the the forty mile bike tour. But the, my favorite part about this is they're introducing all the hundred people, and then all of a sudden walks in. This like a doofy six foot five guy from like the Midwest, and you know it's all these uh, Korean athletes, and then here he is. It's I believe it was Dustin Nippert was his name, <laughs> and he had like failed in Major League Baseball, but then had a ton of success in Korean baseball and became like the best pitcher out there. So like he was a part of this thing. So like everybody else is you know speaking in in Korean, and then he's like, oh, you know, might as well give it a shot. <laughs> Dustin so how did Dustin Nipper do? Uh, he 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 did not do great hanging on the stanchion, but he ended up winning. He's moving on, so he won his fight oh, to the there death. You go. Okay, yeah, Dustin Nipper fight to the death. Yeah, the fight to the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was great. It's I'm, t- 
Physical 100. You got to watch it. It gets a little tedious. They should they should edit it down a little bit more. But that's that's the thing that needs to come to. Are there weight classes or no? No, no that's the thing. So they basically what they say is like, what's the most? What's the best physique? You know, is it the slender gymnast? Is it the bodybuilder? Most of these people in their twenties, you think? Or? No, there, there's a guy. In, there's an MMA guy, and is is he's like forty five. And there's men and women too. There's women and men, boxers, w- men versus women. Yes, also. yeah. So there was actually there was a a woman. She was it's a different. It's like some sort of sand wrestling that they do in Korea. I'm not sure what it is, but she wanted to to go against a man in the fight to the death, and she. She picked a guy, and you know the, the man ended up winning. But she actually lifted him up and body slammed him into the water. Everybody was going nuts. It's just amazing. So anyway, physical one hundred. Uh, Clay in Connecticut, what's going on, Clay? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good man. What's up? So the show was physical one hundred, man. I listen to you guys every morning. By the way, I'm always on the road. Nice, thanks. Um, and. I got attached to that show about three weeks ago, man. I saw that show and I couldn't stop watching it. It was the craziest show I ever come across. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then now, don't give me any spoilers, but so I, I got through like the when they pared it down to 50 people after the fight to the death with the ball thing. Does it get even better after that? Yeah, it got a lot better. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That is, that is... It's, it's, like, it's like a mystery. You don't, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> this is we gotta break. What can we do, Clay, to get this on like CBS? What are we doing? I, I don't know, man. But you know, we're living in a tough, tough society right now, where people certain things are not allowing. You know, <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, Clay. But I mean, I feel well, like we can put it on CBS Sports Network. The things that we allow here is a little bit different than what they would allow on CBS. Yeah, and I'm sure Fox and all these others are looking at it. I would imagine, just yeah, to modify it. But like Clay, when you you watch it, you don't feel like obviously they're fighting and they're wrestling or whatever. It's physical, but you don't feel like they're crossing a line in any way. With at least from what I have seen so far. No, no, it's just a different version of WWE. A real version. <laughs> a real version, right. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's the drama, but these guys are actually fighting and actually uh, getting into yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's a cool show, man. I love it. I, I, I watch it like six hours one day just sit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, th- well, that's exactly what you was doing on Saturday. Yeah, thanks, Clay. Uh, thanks yes. for checking in. Give us a call again. See? All right. Look at that. Addicting. Physical 100. I like it. I yeah. like the fact that, you know, look, look, you lost 31 pounds. You're looking good. Yeah. You got your Team Boomer sweatshirt on today. I do. Damn Getting right. ready for the big bike ride. Damn right. All right. And I should be in the physical 100 when it comes to America. That that will be how long can I hang on that stanchion. Uh, Tom and Bayshore. What's going on, Tom? Uh, how's it going? Hi, right, Tommy. What's happening, brother? Um... I, uh, this, I, this is the first time I ever gotten through, but I've seen at least four or five times where Boomer had mentioned my old band in Bay Shore. Uh, he would go into Bay Shore and see our band play, and I just thought he might be interested to know that I was in that band. Uh, was that band Otter Creek? Yes. Yeah, so you guys have Solomon Grundy's probably a hundred times. <laughs> good. <laughs> yes, it was very good. Yes, you guys were great. Yeah, um, yeah. There was uh, one question about you know wondering if all those bars were still standing, <clears throat> and, and like the firehouse and the golden leaf, and um, and it was because uh, I'm I'm in the midst of writing a book now called the history of the bars of Bay Shore. Nice. And um, yeah, my buddy I Tom was, Brady, his real name Tom Brady, owned uh, the Golden Leaf. 
Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's been the Lessing. Didn't the Lessings own the fire, the firehouse? They did, and then it became uh, JJ Doodles, and they owned it then too. Hey, there you go. And then, Man, listen, uh, going back that, down memory road, I love it. Yeah. Now Is Boomer going to be in this crazy. book, Tom? Are you going to put Boomer in this book? Well, I guess I will now. You have to. <laughs> I mean, come on, he went to all these places. Man, saw you, all, all, what I remember, what I remember, thanks, Tom, for the call, and thanks for the uh, memory lane there. What I remember at Solomon Grundy's were the Boilermakers. Their drink? Uh, yeah, you put a you put a shot of whiskey in a beer, and you and you you you, you down the whole thing at one time. Yeah, which is sort of what uh, Eddie does with yeah. the Guinness and the Baileys, right? And he said that's his thing. No one can beat him with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would want to try to beat him with that, but all I do know is that uh, that was that was a hell of a time, man. Late seventies, early eighties, Main Street and Bayshore. One bar after the next, man. Ripping it up. Yes. It was such a crazy time that this guy's writing a book about it. It was. <laughs> you know, it was. Listen, they wrote a, they did a movie on publicans and, uh, or, you know, in um, Manhasset. Did they? Yes. Huh. And that was, uh, it was also, what is it, Edison? Was it Edison's Alehouse? Edison's, Edison's Alehouse, but it was really publicans. Okay. Which it is now.